Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I am joined by your hero, Erica Demia. How are you doing today? I'm great. I hope you're doing good too. I am as well. I'm super excited to chat with you because you definitely have some new things that I'm honestly not an expert in, but I'm really excited to be chatting about it today. I'm going to be honest, like I said, I wouldn't exactly call myself an expert in anime besides like Sailor Moon, but I'm incredibly fascinated by your look and your whole presentation. Your wrestling name is obviously a spin on My Hero Academia. So besides your name itself, I know your character is a lot tied in with that as well. Can you tell us what other elements from my hero academia from that series are tied in into your wrestling identity so the gear i have is also based pretty heavily on the main character of the anime um there's like lightning and stuff on it because his his superpower like he has lightning all over his body and stuff um my initial pair of gear, I drew it myself when I was 14, and it's yeah. it's very plain compared to what I've got now. But I was I was very, very proud because I literally drew it, and then I had it made, and it looked exactly like the drawing, but, like, less like a child's drawing. So that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's incredibly fascinating, though. You know, now you're, you know, you've gotten to watch that. Now you're being a hero for a lot of all the younger wrestling fans. Just in general, though, you know, growing up, I mean, you basically decided at 14 that you wanted to pursue this. Obviously, you, your child has a, has a big influence on that. But can you tell us more about the process of developing yourself in that aspect and kind of who Erica is as a character in the ring? Honestly... I'm terrible at describing myself. Okay. Um, so when I was 14, all I knew was I am a, the female version of Deku because I watched that show, like I said, when I was 14 and he was also 14, like at, in the beginning of the show. And he's a huge crybaby. He was always underestimated by everybody. He was super skinny uh he was an outcast and yeah i was all of those things too so it was very easy for me to identify with this character so i was like i want to do that and i i think you have done that so far and you recently attended your first galaxy con where you met the english voice behind the character deku like you said that inspired your persona so tell us more about meeting justin brinner and just like your experience at galaxy con overall so i have terrible social anxiety so i was really nervous the entire time uh but once i got there i almost started crying i and then I, I started talking to him and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm stuttering over every word I'm saying. He's like, no, I get it. You're fine. He was, he was the nicest human being for no reason. Like he had the longest line and he's the nicest person. I'm like, I feel like people like him, like there should be more people like him because he has every reason to have a huge ego, but he doesn't. You know what I mean? But also anyways, back to the story. So I took a promo picture that was based off of, hold up, I have it right here. Okay. It was based off of this. Yes. And I showed it to him and he said, that's so cool. Where can I watch some of your matches? And I literally forgot how to speak. I was so excited. My dad was like, okay, so she, she has a YouTube channel. Okay. 
Um, so that was crazy. And then I posted about it on Twitter. Yeah. And a couple of hours later, I was like, I was really sad because I have ADHD and every time I do something really fun and I'm like leaving, I get really sad because I'm like, I'm not going to experience that same thing again. That's depressing. I don't like it. But on the way home, like we had a couple of hours left on the drive. My dad is like, Erica, check your Twitter. He followed me on Twitter and I literally screamed in the car. And my dad was like, you were going to make us wreck because you scared the crap out of me. Don't do that. But I was so excited. I was so happy. Like, that was a full circle moment for me. What an amazing, I feel like really full circle moment to, you know, I'm sure that there was other characters there at GalaxyCon. What else did you do at GalaxyCon besides meeting Justin? Honestly, that's kind of it. We kind of we walked around for a little bit, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of broke. So uh, I'm like consistently broke. My apartment is way too expensive. Um, besides the point, we looked around at some like really cool like anime posters and there's like some Godzilla posters that we looked at. Other than that, we talked to Leva Bates. Um, I met her at a show in Florida like two months ago. Yeah, around two months ago. And um, she recognized me right away. She was like, you're the girl with the My Hero gimmick. And I was like, I watched you on television when you were blue pants. What is my life right now? It was crazy. But now she knows who I am. And every time she sees me, she gets very excited. It makes me very happy. Yeah. And I mean, Leva's a free agent right now. So like something could happen on the indies. I'm just saying something should i feel like should happen you got you could do the blue and could do a blue and green gimmick i'm just saying like it's my it's, my, it's right my there. trainer my trainer made a joke that it could be blue and green pants if we ever tag together which she she said we should tag sometime and i almost started crying i was like oh my god i am a huge nerd like i fangirl a lot but that was like one of my big fangirl moments you know, I literally watched her when I was a child. You are literally me when I was in my teens. I still I still fangirl a little bit, but definitely I had that spirit when I was 18 as well. Like even, even before then. Like meeting your heroes is definitely like a cool thing. And now the possibility of like tag teaming at the promoters out there. Somebody's got a book it, Erica. For real. <laughs> No, you mentioned like, you know, you're also a gamer girl though as well. So what games are you currently invested in right now? Uh, right now I've been playing The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom a lot. I also play a lot of Minecraft because it's chill and I it doesn't stress me out too much. Um, but I also have to think. Um, I like the game The Forest a lot. That's one of my favorites. But, like, other than Zelda, my all-time, like, favorite games are the Fallout games. I love yeah. Fallout so much. Yeah. Now, are you one who gets gamer rage? Like, I am one who's, like, super competitive with certain games. With other games are just, like, whatever. But with certain games, I get, like, rage and sometimes rage quit. Are you one of those people, too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I used to play Overwatch a lot. And if my team was stupid, I would literally just be like, I'm leaving. I don't care about the penalty. I can't deal with y'all. Just no. 
you know I, that was definitely me was would you say that was the the game that you were the most rage is rageful word what was the game that caused you the most rage you think um as far as online games it was probably overwatch but when i was little i would rage quit uh almost every game i would play <laughs> Uh, because I didn't know how to play games, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, Why? It just gets so just frustrating. From frustration, yeah. and it's just like my dad's like, okay, this is not worth it. Put the controller down, please. You know, that's a fair point. I feel like I did that too, where I would be, um, I would be like a poor sport, as my mom would call me, and you know, I just wasn't good. But also, even if like I thought I was good, I just never won, so I just quit. <laughs> But now, you know, now they're a lot of fun. And obviously you're invested a lot into the world of cosplay as well as we saw at the photos from GalaxyCon. But I'm curious, what does the vision for your next cosplay look like? And if so, can you tell us more about the source of its inspiration? So a cosplay that I've always wanted to do is Zelda. Like I want to cosplay Zelda so bad. Like so there's, there is a comic-con show i did uh like a month or two ago i think and uh it was like smash characters so i really badly wanted to be chic because you know you can't wrestle in a dress yeah logistically sorry my dad just showed me something what the heck is that <laughs> i want to see now <laughs> a, a friend of mine made this i don't know if you can see it Turn, I, I can send it to you. Yeah, or I normally if you just turn the brightness down, you can see it better. I didn't think about that. Can you? Can, oh, yes, there it is. yes, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what that's about. When did he make that? Not uh, just now. Okay. Anyways. Uh yeah, so wrestling in a dress was a no go. So I was like chic because. Sheik is Zelda in Ocarina of Time post seven years after the Master Sword. Uh, so I was like, I want to do that. And then the promoter was like, no, you are Luigi because you have green hair. And I'm like, but, but I really want to be Sheik. But then I was also like, okay, what if I did Link? Because he's green. And he's like, no, I'm going to be Link. And I was like, but it would be more funny because the idea I had was I was going to be Link and my dad was going to be the fairy. Yeah. Because he's my manager and he's my navigator. He tells me what to do while I'm in the ring. It just worked. But he was like, I already have the costume. I'll buy you the Luigi costume so you don't have to pay for it. And I'm like, I just want to be his older character. <laughs> You know, may maybe then just wasn't the right time. You know, you have basically your whole career still laid out in front of you. So so sure. hopefully we get to see it come to life sometimes. But I, I'm curious from the world of anime and video games, if you could, and it cannot be Deku because that's just an obvious answer. If you could bring any character to life, who or what do you think would make the best tag team partner in the ring? Whoa, that is the question I've never been asked before. That's going to take me a minute to answer. It's um, okay. I'm going to go with one of the links. I don't know which one. The one from Twilight Princess is a little too angsty for me. 
But he got that farmer board strength, so like he could just chuck somebody. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't know. Definitely one of the links. One of them. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's, one of there's... the ones that's taller, preferably. Yeah, so then you can kind of balance out. You can take whoever the smaller opponent is, and then one of the links can take whoever the bigger opponent is. I feel like that just balances it out perfectly. <laughs> I, You know, outside of wrestling, too, uh, you're also a makeup artist extraordinaire. How and when did you first become introduced to makeup? So I watched a lot of YouTube when I was little. Um uh, like, I had an iPod. I didn't have, like, the YouTube app. I would just watch it on the Safari app. Uh, so I couldn't subscribe to anything. But I would constantly watch makeup tutorials or makeup videos and just stuff like that. And I was in, like, probably fourth grade when I started doing makeup. So that's, hang on, let me math real quick. Almost nine years I've been doing makeup. So it's taken me a while to, like, get really good at it. But, like, I'm I'm getting there. And I've also been experimenting with, like, special effects makeup. Yeah. Because, like, it's fun. And I also watched a lot of, uh, there's this YouTube channel I watch a lot. It's Glamangore. She does a lot of, uh, like, physical effects makeup uh, with, like, latex and stuff. And I was like, that is really cool. I could literally transform my entire face if I wanted to so that's I have like a whole little like kit over there that I got from Spirit Halloween last year you know I am one who definitely obviously I'm like eight years older than you so we might not been watching the same people but I definitely watched a lot of beauty gurus in like the early 2010s mid 2010s when there was like all the rage it's just Mm -hmm. not you know, it, it's YouTube has evolved since then. They're still prevalent, but I'm curious. Do you remember what channels specifically? Um, I don't know. You weren't subscribed, so you couldn't really keep track. But was there certain channels that you kept going back to, like Beauty Guru Rise? So there was one. Uh, RCL Beauty One Hundred One was her channel name. Yes, I freaking loved her. I don't watch her videos anymore, so I don't really know what she does. But I loved her videos. Rachel, yeah, Rachel. She has her own. She has her own makeup line now. Oh yeah. Um, Yes, she like I know there's eyeshadows in here. I used to watch her all the time, and I still watch her on TikTok and stuff. Everybody from that era has kind of grow up, but yeah, she legit had her own like makeup line come out, makeup collection, I should say. That's dope. Uh, I also watch Alicia Marie. I still watch her videos sometimes. I love her. Um. I watched their, uh, her and Remy's. I don't know if you follow them, but her and Remy uh, have a podcast. I listen to that all the time. So go on. <laughs> I don't yeah. listen to the podcast, but yeah, I am yeah, aware yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, I also watched Nia sometimes, Nikki and Gabby. Yeah. I love Nikki and Gabby. And then I watched Gabby's vlogs for a while. And then, I don't know, this is just, I got kind of a weird vibe from her, like, more recent stuff. But I did watch all of Blood Queens. All of it. I don't know why. I just really liked it. And anyways, um, I don't know if there's any others that I watched a lot. When I was we're on there. the pretty much the same wavelength, though. Those were, um, you, 
I we talk about you Mia Sioko, I think was big with Alicia. I think that's who you're refer, referring yeah. to now. I know they had a kind of a falling out with their friendship, but that's a whole other thing. Um yeah. but no, we're pretty much in the same wavelength. Um so I love to see that. You know, everybody gets older, but I love I love reminiscing and watching their older stuff. They were be- definitely uh big with back to school stuff too. Those were yeah. always fun. Definitely brings back good memories. And I I'm curious as you're kind of exploring more of this special effects makeup you're continuing to build your resume as a makeup artist in an ideal world who would be your dream client to do like a makeover or makeup look on oh um i don't know there's a lot of people that i would love to do their makeup just because i don't like the way their makeup artist like (laughs) shapes their face sometimes they make their eyeshadow go way too far out it makes them look like a bird or it just makes their eyes look too small and I'm like I know what I could do to make it look better um like Tony Storm for instance when she does her own makeup it looks insane it looks amazing but sometimes when she has it done like professionally it just in my opinion my personal mm-hmm. very maybe humble opinion it just doesn't look as good (laughs) that's interesting i i feel like i've never gotten my makeup done by another makeup artist though too i'm curious what as you're kind of dabbling into the more the special effects side right now what kind of special effects makeup have you done like what looks have you done whether it's like creatures or whatever so i did a pop art zombie like last year um and then I did like that was just like face paint there was no like real effects other Mm -hmm. than like fake blood and then I did uh zombies on both me and my dad for a Halloween like promo photo shoot thing um a really long time ago I did like a scarecrow type thing uh I've done Majora's Mask too without like the latex or anything it was just face paint it wasn't great but I was also like 15 so I'm gonna cut myself some slack not like overly criticize myself uh I have to think I don't know I have a lot of makeup looks posted on my Instagram that I look back on sometimes and I'm like I feel like we all look back it's on our so old content and just cringe. I feel like we we all do that, though. You're like, what were we thinking? But that just means we've grown as people, so exactly. it's okay. Exactly, Erica. And, and while you've kind of continued building your resume and kind of intertwined it into wrestling, do you have any kind of, like, secret makeup hacks or tricks that you use specifically for when you wrestle? Um... I gotta think. I mix a tinted moisturizer with a dewy foundation so that my skin doesn't dry out because I have dry skin. Um, and I use a uh, black with like liquid lipstick as an eyeliner instead of like a liquid eyeliner, and then I'll just set it with eyeshadow and then smoke it out a little bit, uh, just because liquid eyeliner, like if it. If it's, like, not the marker, which those dry out way too fast, if it's not that, then it, like, peels off and it's gross. And I don't like that. So I just use a, like, uh, let me grab it. Because most of the lipsticks are thick. So, like, I'm curious. 
Oh, it's like it's one of the two. One. What? Got yeah. it. Got it. That makes sense. Does it dry relatively quickly? Yeah, it does. Uh, I that's why I also set it with uh an eyeshadow, and I have to kind of sit there like this for a minute. You're like kind of let <laughs> yeah. my skin soak in the oil yeah. so it doesn't smudge. <laughs> yeah no that makes perfect sense though see that's I've never heard that you know there's a lot of innovative ways to use makeup though that's the beauty of it there's so they're so versatile with it you can get creative with it you know and you know you mentioned kind of looking back on our old stuff you know that just means we're growing but grow go, through that growth obviously there's some trials and tribulations so as you're still kind of in this developmental stage it's still your first technical year since you've made your debut what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced so far and how have you approached them so I do this thing where I, when I go to call a match with somebody I forget my moveset every single time without fail I don't know why like I know what I do and then I just don't I don't know what happens when I go to think about it I don't remember everything because there's so much but it also feels like there's not does that make sense yeah uh, but I had a seminar recently, uh, with Speedball Mike Bailey, and he was like, okay, here's something helpful. Have a set comeback that you do. So put together a comeback and then keep running that for every match. And it has helped so much. I don't have to try to like fight to remember everything in my comeback. I just know the comeback and then I can come up with everything else. And it's beautiful. It's so helpful. So you mentioned, though, you know, Speedball Mike Bailey, I feel like right now is regarded as one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like, I've only heard, I've seen him wrestle multiple times, and I've only heard good things about him. Can you tell us more about your experience at that seminar and kind of learning under Speedball's brain? It was very, like, it wasn't super different from what I'm used to as far as, like, teaching. Yeah. But it was like a, more of a different perspective because um my coach uh really likes hope spots because he likes the idea of building up to your comeback so that you don't like zero to hero because yeah. he hates that and that is a terrible thing to do in wrestling because it buries you it buries your opponent and it kind of makes everything look fake um but speedball is like you don't need a hope spot every time and the heel is the one that should dictate when you get your hope spot whenever they're ready for it because if the face goes for it and the heel isn't ready something can get misconstrued something can get like the heel could go to throw a stomp and then the face will go to push them away and they just their hand gets stomped on or it's just awkward and like fumbly and speedball's like okay just Tell them when you want them to do the hope spot. Don't just, just please don't make yourselves look stupid. And I feel like that's a really valuable piece of information, especially it's a, like we said, it's a trial and error kind of thing. I feel like, you know, you got to also kind of make yourself look stupid at points to kind of learn from the mistake, you know, and that's a part of the growth though, like you said, and you mentioned, you know, you're under the learning tree. Uh, we mentioned him earlier, your stepfather, fellow indie wrestler, Chris Solar has made a huge impact on the early stages of your careers for many years now. So can you talk more about the influence that Chris has had on your career so far? Um, I feel like he's 
probably the biggest reason that I haven't quit because <laughs> I love wrestling so much but it takes such a toll on my mental health just because I criticize myself so much like I'll watch back a match and there's sometimes there's nothing that I like about it and my dad's like okay first of all you did great no so shut up <laughs> okay um but then like he'll tell me what I did good but he also like tells me what I didn't do good so that I can fix that but rather than just leaving it a oh, you did this wrong and not telling me why or how I can fix it. Like he tells me how to fix it. And that's also another thing that Ethan does too, is that's something he's huge on. It's like, okay, you did this stuff good. That doesn't matter. We need to work on this. And, and that's, that's very helpful, like overall. Yeah, I feel like when you love something so much, you're just so critical about like everything you do, you know? It's just, it just that, but also it's that passion that continues to drive and strive forward. And I know you and Solar have been recording YouTube videos for a, a few years. Now you're building up your channel. I imagine it's definitely helped you with some promo and character work, but I'm curious, what was the initial intent behind filming these videos? Honestly, I'm pretty sure we just started filming them because we were bored in 2020 and we didn't really have That's anything fair. else to do. Um, and my trainer was like, hey, you've got a while before you could debut. Go ahead and start trying to get your name out there. Just do stuff. Just be a social media presence because social media is huge for getting your name out there because that's how a lot of bookers and promoters are going to see you. So go ahead and start doing it before, <laughs> before you're able to debut. And I'm really glad I did because... If, if I hadn't taken his advice, I would not be where I am. Yeah, I feel like it's an under, you know, as much as social media can suck sometimes, we're also in that age where it's kind of necessary to get your name out there because, you know, word of mouth only goes so far and like kind of restricts you in a way. But I know I mentioned some general benefits from those videos, but can you recall a specific example of how those videos and skits specifically benefited and tied into wrestling for you, your skill set? Um. I feel like they definitely helped me get out of my shell more um, because there was one that we filmed at the academy. Uh, this is kind of before I had started talking to the other students because when I was 14, I didn't talk to anybody. I had one friend in that class out of 20 people. And well, okay, there's like three of us left now, but we're all fairly yeah, close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really talk to people. When I first met Ethan, I didn't even look him in the eye because I was terrified of him. Like, he's not that scary of a person. He's just, he's got broad shoulders. So I was like. When you're like <laughs> 14 at that age, though, I was pretty much the same way. So like I can, and especially when you're the first female graduate, like you said, you weren't surrounded by a lot of people, you know, kind of like you, I feel like. So definitely that tied in with um maybe introvert ism if that's a word like I definitely feel that <laughs> but you know you as we start to close out you've debuted you've officially begun carving your resume as a wrestler and you've kind of laid out a five-year plan for yourself which is traveling the country gaining recognition having amazing matches continue learning and most importantly 
having fun. But right now, what are some places and promotions that you would like to venture and travel to at some point? So a big um, promotion that I want to work for is Catalyst up in New York. Um, Because I really want to work in New York because my dad was in like a, a little movie thing called Fake It So Real. Yeah. Uh, and their movie premiere was in New York and they got to have a show there. Like that's one of the only other states he got to wrestle in. And I'm like, I need to wrestle in New York just because of this. But I am booked in New York next month and I'm really, really excited for it. Uh, anyways, I, it's not for Catalyst though. Not yet. Not yet. I'll get there. But, uh, I also really want to work in Texas and California. Those are the three big states that I'm aiming for right now. Where are you based in right now? North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. Um, I know a bunch of, yeah, so you're you're around a couple of my friends. Um, there's obviously um, AMLs around there. There's a bunch, there's, there's a couple good hubs in there, but definitely Texas, California, New York, I feel like are big, three big wrestling states besides Florida and kind of the Chicago area. Um, but I know your ultimate dream is obviously to wrestle for WWE. You know, Bailey and Johnny Gargano were two of your big heroes growing up. So should you sign with the company someday? Who are some superstars that you'd like to square off with? I assume Bailey is definitely one of them. Um, but who else is kind of on your list? Okay. So this, this I can actually answer because okay. I've thought about this. Like, okay. Okay. So definitely Bailey, EO Sky. Amazing. Uh, I freaking love Eo. She is so talented. And you can tell that she's like not afraid to actually wrestle. Like, I, I don't want to say like a man, but like a man. Yeah. Because there's like such a big difference, especially in, I think I'm in the Southeast. Yeah. In the Southeast, I had to, I second guess for a second. Like between the way some people train women and the way they train men. Mm-hmm. And, and Eo, you can tell she was trained like she's I'm gonna say a human being because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what gender you are you should be trained the same because if you're not for one it's really unsafe that's like a huge thing that Ethan talks about it's like if you hold back you're more likely to hurt somebody yeah and that happened kind of on Wednesday to me they were trying to hold back a knee drop but they like put their shin into it and like hit my ribs. And I was like, like they had to stop the match because it knocked the wind out of me so bad, but it's okay. It was an accident. No hard feelings. Uh, EO Sky, Dakota Kai. Um, I gotta think who else is there that I like still. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Damage control, a, a trio of legends. Like I, yes. you know, I, I have their, I have a, a little thing of them hanging up on my wall because I love them so much. So oh, that's cool. So they're awesome. And, you know, I feel like that would be full circle for you with Bailey. So I hope one day you do get to wrestle her. And of course, EO current women's champion, who I'm so excited for Dakota Kai. Hopefully she gets cleared soon. We don't know, but you know, Erica, I'm so excited for your future and everything that you are going to accomplish. You have such a bright future ahead of you. Before we let you go, can you please share where the listeners can find you online? Okay, so my Instagram is at myinsta underscore Ericademia. 
my ex or Twitter, whatever it is, uh, is Erica underscore Demia. My Facebook is at Erica Demia. Uh, TikTok is my TikTok underscore Erica Demia. I feel like I should make these all the same so that I don't have to list them out like that. But I, I like my usernames. You can also say, go to the link tree in my bio. That <laughs> is think, true. I, think I have, didn't think about it's that. It's okay. I, I have most of my stuff. You do too, I know as well. I'm like, sometimes so the stuff is taken though, so you can't have all the same ads, which is really annoying. That's true. Um, But you know. Or it's too long for one of them. Yeah. Which is oh. also unfortunate. Yeah, so I get that. But basically what we're saying is, follow erica <laughs> honestly if you search me on google my stuff will pop up you have I such a unique that name a friend of mine a friend of mine googled me and he was like erica you know if you google yourself you pop up right and i'm like no there's no way and then i did it and i was like i am the only thing that pops up and what? there's fake t-shirts what is this <laughs> you also have a very unique name that I would be shocked if you didn't pop up. So just search Erica Demia. It's all right there. You'll find her everywhere. Erica, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun.